going on. A war of good versus evil. We're up against an enemy that's eons old, and up until recently it's gotten arrogant, bold, and in our face, and taken every opportunity to snare humanity with the lures of this world through Hollywood, the music industry, big pharma, big tech, big media, and much more. But there's a hard line that must not be crossed by this enemy. A line that must be etched in your heart with the word of God. A line few are holding, but many more are needed. Are you willing to take to the offensive in the engagement of this enemy fighting in unity as warriors for Christ and in the pursuit of truth? If so, welcome to his hard line. so far i am jason thank you for listening to his hard line and today is a his hard line discussion because it is tuesday and every tuesday and thursdays is when we do an extensive discussion of something of relevance here don't forget to check us out at uh, www.hishardline.com uh, there is on the main uh, homepage there uh, a start listening button that'll take you right to the podcast uh, media player for uh, to listen to replay, you know, repeats. And if you can do me a favor, I believe I put it in the show or I will put it in the show notes. Um, copy and paste the link. It's going to be the biggest font in the show notes. Just copy and paste it in like your email or social media or uh, if you have your phone, right, you can do it via text message. Just do me a favor. Just copy and paste that link and and, uh, and send it to someone, all right? Uh, because, uh, listen, I'm trying to grow this, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I am like, um, let's see here. I think I need 52 or 51 more listeners to reach the 200 listener mark. And uh, I'm about two. I think after I'm done with this show, I'll be about roughly two hours away from uh, um two live shows away uh hours two live hour shows i should say away from hitting what's called a level two for Podbean, and basically what that means for me and for god because this is god and jesus christ you know this is their platform it'll move so by hitting a level two in Podbean, what that really ultimately will do was it'll it'll put us on the uh on a featured list you know um on Podbean. so ultimately what it means is more exposure for us right so we're almost there and 51 52 people is really not a lot please do us that honor please do us that favor share this far and wide on your facebook on on telegram on gab on clout hub on instagram whatever you got to do send everybody text messages be like hey check this guy out all right please all right. I really appreciate that. Um, also, my wife has a podcast. I've been pushing her to try to do more, but her website is www.strengthinnumbers3.com. It's strengthinnumbers3.com. And uh, also on her website as well, if you go to the podcast link, um, you'll see a, uh, a media player there to listen to all her playbacks as well. Hers are roughly about five minutes a piece. That's basically a nice thing to you know listen to 
uh, at the start of your day, especially if you're not looking to listen to something for like an hour or, you know, um, kind of goes along the lines of like what I do, the 1% or less with him, you know, it's shorter podcast just to start you off, you know, start your day off in the right footing um, or maybe just something to listen to on the way to work. So check her out too as well. Uh, she's got a sweet voice, very, very peaceful to listen to. So if you're having a bad day, listen to her podcast. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I love it. Today's discussion is... Uh, titled something isn't right now just a quick show note as i continue to press forward doing the show i'm always continuing to polish up um how we're doing things and we'll always be polishing up um you know as as i you know continue on with the show and what i'm decided to do and i will so here's what i decided to do i'm eliminating the word of the day and the code of the day for right now um and if you haven't noticed, I only did this for one show, but I also eliminated the noisy news segment of the day, right? Because I, I don't feel like that was relevant. That's why I wanted to do like a His Hardline Quick Look segment, just kind of where we go over like some stupid head headlines. But I always, I will always beat on the drum with regards to the importance of words. And when it's necessary, you know, when certain words come up that I feel that are very relevant to hear the definitions of, I will certainly do my duty to put that out there. Because we should all be learning something new every day and expanding our vocabulary. Um, but I want to keep the His Hardline discussion uh, to the point. And so the only thing I'm not getting rid of is a Bible, Bible verse. Because that is the whole purpose of doing His Hardline is to constantly put scripture out there. All right. I will not shy away from that. Now, the only thing, like I said, um, that that's really ultimately the only thing that I'll, I'll keep. All right. Is the scripture, you know, because at the end of the day, it's God's word is the most important. And, you know, even if it's only a couple of verses, you know, but for the sake of, you know, time and keeping this a high quality content show, but very condensed, you know, these are the changes that I have made for now. Um, but there, there, I think, um, I'm going to be doing some shows actually on words and specific words that have definitions that might blow your mind. Um, but again, those are the things I'm going to do. So we're going to do a Bible verse, right? And then we're going to do the discussion. So, because again, I don't want to try to, I, I really don't want to have these shows go for an hour. Cause I know that can be a bit much to listen to. So I'm trying to, you know, keep this condensed. So we're going to get started. We're at six and a half minutes now, so let's get going. So what I want to read today, and it has a little bit to do with what we're discussing, but chapter 11 in Revelations, okay? Um, and it, re it reads this way. Then I was given a measuring rod like a staff, and I was told, come and measure the temple of God and the altar, and count those who are worshiping in it, but exclude the outer court of the temple. Do not measure it, for it has been handed over to the Gentiles, who will trample the holy city for 42 months. I will commission my two witnesses to prophecy for those 1260 days wearing sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. If anyone wants to harm them, fire comes out of their mouths and devours their enemies. In this way, anyone wanting to harm them is sure to be slain. They have the power to close up the sky so that no rain can fall during the time of their prophesying. They also have the power to turn water into blood and to afflict the earth with any plague as often as they wish. When they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will wage war against them and conquer them and kill them. Their corpses will lie in the main street of the great city which has the symbolic name Sodom and Egypt, where indeed the Lord was crucified. 
Those from every people, tribe, tongue, and nation will gaze on their corpses for three and a half days, and they will not allow their corpses to be buried. The inhabitants of the earth will glow over them and be glad and exchange gifts because these two prophets tormented the inhabitants of the earth. But after the three and a half days, a breath of life from God entered them. When they stood on their feet, great fear fell on those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven say to them, Come up here. So they went up to heaven in a cloud as their enemies looked on. At that moment, there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell in ruins. Seven thousand people were killed during the earthquake. The rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. Uh, I want to go over a couple quick notes, though, uh, from this. So uh, back at like verse one here, where it says the temple and the altar symbolize the new Israel. Um, the worshipers represent Christians and the measuring of the temple um, suggests that God will preserve the faithful remnant who remain true to Christ. If we look at verse two, the outer court, which is the court of the Gentiles, which they will trample for 42 months, the duration of the vicious persecution of Jews or by of the Jews by Antioch, Antiochus. Uh, the fourth. Um, and this persecution of three and a half years, which is half of seven, counted as 1,260 days, um, became the prototype of periods of trial for God's people. The reference here is to the persecution by the Romans. Now, if you look at verse three with the two witnesses wearing sackcloth, symbolizing lamentation and repentance, um, and it cannot readily be identified, but do they represent Moses and Elijah, or do they represent the law and the prophets, or perhaps Peter and Paul? We don't know. But most probably they refer to the universal church, especially the Christian martyrs fulfilling the office of witness. Now, the two olive trees list, you know, uh, talked about in verse 4, um, and the two lampstands, those are the martyrs who stand in the presence of the Lord. The imagery is often taken from... Uh, Zechariah 4, uh, chapter 4, 8 through 14, where the olive trees refer to uh, Zerubbabel and Joshua. Um, and then when you look at verses 5 through 6, these details are derived from the stories of Moses, who turned water into blood, and of Elijah, who called down fire from heaven and closed up the skies for three years. Um, and then, of course, they talk about the beast from the abyss, the Roman emperor, Nero, who symbolizes the forces of evil or the Antichrist, right? And then they talk about, in verse 8, the great city. This expression is used constantly in the revelations for Babylon or, uh, you know, for example, kind of like Rome was, right? And when they were talking about Sodom and Egypt, they're symbols of immorality, which our country certainly is a huge symbol of immorality. I mean, I often believe that America is a Babylon, right? Another Sodom, another Egypt, right? And, um, you know, it's where the oppression of God's people has taken place. I mean, let's be real, right? I mean, we all feel oppressed, especially with the tyrants that are in charge in D.C. And, you know, so where indeed their Lord was crucified, not, you know, the geographical, but, you know, the symbolic Jerusalem that rejects God and his witnesses. So, you know, that definitely certainly fits within what America is at the moment, right? So anyways, um, moving on, though, we're going to discuss, uh, like I said, if you've kind of been paying attention to kind of what's going on lately over the last several months, it definitely something doesn't feel right, right? One, there's a few points that I kind of, I, I, I put here. One thing that I thought has been kind of odd is with the way the atmosphere feels like. It seems like lately, 
And maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is happening with you, but I've talked to a lot of people that have been feeling the same thing, like physically feeling this. And it seems like, you know, our atmosphere is getting more electrical, electrically charged because I get a lot more electrical shocks more these days than I ever used to in the past. I mean, when I say shocks, I'm talking strong shocks, electric shocks, like, you know, almost as if you're touching an electric fence. I mean, obviously when you're kids, right, you, you remember, you know, rubbing your socks on the carpet and touching a doorknob, you get a little zip, right? But I'm talking shocks. Um, And yeah, I've touched electric fences, so I know how they feel. And this is what I've been feeling lately. And I just had a a recent occurrence. But, you know, like the other day, I went to go get fingerprinted for my uh, TSA uh, background check for my hazmat license. And, uh, you know, I will say within the last three to four weeks, this has been a huge thing. And so, like, the other day when I went and got fingerprinted, I touched the machine that takes your fingerprints, and it shocked the living hell out of me. I could not believe it. It almost hurt. I was like, what is going on? And my wife has been saying the same thing. She's been feeling weird shocks more lately. Um, But, you know, like I said, it used to be years since I felt anything like this. Like, I've never had any shocks like this. So, anyway, I just remember that, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I go back in my, you know, recollection. I'm like, I don't ever remember feeling this many electrical shocks in a daily basis, you know? And I, like I said, I'm getting a general consensus that this is something that's happening more with other people the more I talk to people. In fact, um, I heard another podcaster, as a matter of fact, he was discussing this at great length a few weeks back. And, and, and he was talking about how he thinks he contributes it to the extensive amount of atmospheric spraying that they're doing, you know, the geoengineering. And he lives out in Oregon, you know, and if you take a look at some of the headlines in both mainstream media and independent media, you know, you're seeing a lot more stories of different uh, things happening as well, like the food shortages and fertilizer shortages and a stoppage of, you know, the exporting of uh, grain and wheat, you know. And so, you know, it just makes you wonder if, you know, there's more there's more to the spring, right? I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's really wild. I see a lot more people posting pictures of these chemtrails that are, you know, up in the sky, almost in grid patterns. And it's, it's kind of crazy, you know? And then, you know, last year I was reading a lot of stories about mega droughts that were occurring out West in our country, you know, and now we got all this craziness happening, you know, and out West, we got a lot of barley and we got a lot of wheat and a lot of different things, you know, um, a lot of a lot of things that are grown out west that are you know cash crops that we're not going to be able to get because there's been no rain out there and now you got ukraine and other countries that are kind of holding their grains and their wheats you know um you know for themselves because of the uh you know the manufactured food crisis that we're that we're we seem to be experiencing right now you know and we're going to see this is I mark my words this is going to be one of the biggest economic fallouts that we're going to see you know, in this nation and and farmers, here's the other thing. Farmers are being asked to destroy their crops and stop growing. Uh, Meat processing plants are being told that they'll be penalized if they expand their operations. I mean, what is that? You know, like what's that tell you? They are engineering a food shortage in order to have control over the people of this world. Why? You know, this is why we need to turn to God because, you know, these elite scumbags that are in power and they're fighting like hell to stay in power, you know, They're trying to rule using scarcity and fear. Seriously. And God, if you understand how God operates, God operates on abundance and peace and love. I mean, which would you rather have in all honesty? Now, here's something else you should be aware of. Now, Gabriel Weinberg, he's a CEO of web security organization DuckDuckGo. 
maybe you've used them if you're trying to avoid using Google. Now, he sent a tweet out. Now, I'm not on Twitter. Somebody actually shared this with me, and I, I thought I was like, wow. Now, he, he tweeted something the other day, and this is what he says, quote, like so many others, I'm sickened by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the gigantic humanitarian crisis it continues to create. Hashtag stand with Ukraine. At DuckDuckGo, we've been rolling out search updates that downrank sites associated with Russian disinformation. In addition to downranking sites associated with disinformation, we also often place news modules and information boxes at the top of DuckDuckGo search engines or search results, excuse me, where they are seen and clicked the most to highlight quality information for rapidly unfolding topics. And then he continues in his tweet to say DuckDuckGo's mission is to make simple privacy protection accessible to all. Privacy is a human right, which, hey, I'll agree with that and transcends politics. I'll also agree with that as well. Which is why about 100 million people around the world use DuckDuckGo. We don't have an exact count since we don't track people. But see, here's where I have a problem with all of this. They So, listen, I'm all about getting rid of disinformation because that's one of the hardest things to try to sift out in this in, in, on the Internet is disinformation and fraudulent fakery, right? It's hard. It really is hard. But where I have a problem with what he said in his tweet is – you know, in addition to downranking sites associated with disinformation, which how are you going to determine that first off? Because we don't know and neither does Gabriel. I don't care if he's a CEO of a company or not. He doesn't know either. He's just a CEO. Let's be fa Let's be honest. He's just a rich millionaire or billionaire, you know, in a freaking really expensive chair. That's probably cost more than anybody's, you know, anybody, you know, anybody's car. But where he, he's talking about they place news modules and information boxes at the top of DuckDuckGo. Listen, I use DuckDuckGo a lot, and I've noticed a lot more articles being floated to the top that are sourced by ABC and NBC and CNN. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And so, you know, a couple of search engines that I've been using and many others in the assembly that are using is Quant and Brave. That's Quant, Q-U-A-N-T, and then there's Brave. B-R-A-V-E. So I've been using those more until we find out probably something revelating about those, but that's what I've been using at the moment. And I've been saying, screw DuckDuckGo. Now, Brave can be downloaded as an app in the App Store, I've discovered. However, this makes me a little uh, cautious and I question the validity because if it's, you know, if you can find this in the App Store, um, in Apple or Droid, it's like, it kind of makes me question, you know, the validity of it, because, you know, if you're in the tech world, listen, you're not going to make it in the tech world unless you abide by their rules and you play their games. Right. Which is why Gab, you won't find Gab in the app store, right? The social media platform by Andrew Torba. I tried looking actually, as a matter of fact, today, you won't, you can't find Gab in, in any app store. You have to like make your own little shortcut on your, uh, on your phone to make it look like an app. Right. So that tells me right there, he's on the right side of things because he's a big Christian pro-freedom man, you know, and I like what he stands for. So you won't find Gab in the app stores, but you will find Brave. So again, I stay a little, you know, skeptical of that. Um, same thing, I believe, with Quant as well. Now, although most of the tech industry is owned and operated by Luciferian Satanists who basically don't give a damn about you or your life, um, you know, like I said... All they want to do is make their billions have control. They want you to, you know, and they want you to listen to their little puppet masters that are, you know, above them. 
I mean, it's just, it's, it's really sick. I couldn't believe that when I read those tweets, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Now, the thing, another thing that I've kind of been noticing, and this is kind of weird. And now if, now tell me if this doesn't, if you, if you're not feeling this, boy, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding words. Excuse me. Tell me if this isn't explained, uh, if you haven't been feeling this as well. Now, it feels as of lately that the typical things that used to not be a big deal, right, or seem difficult to do in our lives, all of a sudden seem like they are overwhelming tasks to complete. It seems like lately I myself, for example, have been like feeling, I haven't been feeling myself and almost borderline like I'm in a constant state of well, I guess being in a sour mood, I guess, for lack of a better term, right? Not quite a bad mood, but just sour. And I try to do my best to be self-aware of my mood and what I'm allowing to bother me on a subconscious level. And I expressed that to my wife the other day when we were cooking dinner. And she said, based off of what she's been seeing on social media, that there are a lot of people who seem to be struggling with that same feeling, like feeling like life is beating them down. And just like completely not feeling like themselves either. Like, I don't know. Have you been feeling like that? Because I <laughs> have been there. My wife is there. Our neighbor, like I talked to my neighbor and she said the same exact thing. So I'm not sure quite really what to make of this. It's really a weird phenomenon because I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people out there. And however, you know, although it certainly seems like an anomaly, you know, I mean, listen, what are the chances of a good bulk of people out there in society that are feeling the same exact way, right? Like maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing. I don't know. What I do know is that there are a ton of people with the general consensus that I encounter on my job on a daily basis that are saying that they are noticing more occurrences of rude people, higher levels of aggression in the public. You know, not only are they trying to geoengineer our atmosphere, but you know, they're engineering a manufactured scarcity. But here's the other thing. If you haven't noticed, they're also trying to socially engineer our world's public into a different way of being. That should concern the heck out of you. Now, if you have good intentions, right? If you're like someone of high power and you have good intentions, you don't do this at all. You don't socially engineer a general populace. Just leave them be. Leave the people alone. Let them work. Let them live their lives without interference by man. Like, why do we have to have interference by a one man or one group of elite? I mean, seriously, you got your money. Get the hell out of here and go live your life. Go be on your yacht. Like, why do you have to try to control the people? You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine who hauls fuel with me, and he's also part of the Michigan Assembly as well. And, uh, and he's part of his county assembly and I'll get into, I won't, I won't get into too many details of the conversation just for the sake of time. But the last statement that he made after all that we discussed was, well, how can this all be allowed to happen by all meaning like, you know, the events of what we're seeing today, right? It's a, and, and, and we were talking about different things that, you know, are assumed, right? So like, for example, and this was a real example. He says, you know, supposedly all these bad people are going down, bad people being like Cuomo, right? Like all these like sickos in government and, you know, in media. And he said, if all these bad people are supposedly going down and they're being arrested in the dark of night, 
you know, in these, you know, in these bigger, you know, kingpins of the cabal are going down. Like, why not just let us, the you know, we the people know so that we can have some sort of hope. And, you know, obviously I didn't have an answer for him. You know, all I could really say was, you know, the fact that, listen, you know, like we're, all I was able to tell him is like, dude, like we're in a war, you know, and this war is so much more complex and greater in scope than like you and I will ever be able to understand and comprehend, you know, and this war is taken, you know, this, this war has been taking place long before, you know, him and I were even born. And I was trying to tell him this. I said, look at it like this. I said, it's like giving the keys to a house that you were house sitting for, right? And you were very aware of what's going on with the security of the house, who is or is not in and how in the house, right? Who's leaving or coming or going in the house. But if you just give those keys as just someone who's not the rightful owner of that home, you know, that clearly is a problem and creates an issue of security because you don't know if that individual is a trusted man or woman, right? Much like our intelligence that's keeping things at bay right now, the naval intelligence within certain areas of our military. You know, they can't just give information like that, you know, like that out for the sake, you know, the sake of the American people, right? To, 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 you know, give people some hope. You know, until we get our 38 states in assembly, they don't have to tell us anything. Because why? Until we get the 38 states in assembly, we don't have control of the military. And until we get the 38 states, right, we get the General Assembly, you know, we get the majority. That's when we have the, you know, the control of the U.S. military. But until then, they don't have to tell us squat, period. You know, he ended up walking away pretty pissed off at me. Uh, not, I shouldn't even say pissed off at me, but he was pretty pissed off in general. Not at me, but just he was really irritated, you know, in general about what's going on and about what you, we supposedly hear is going on. But like we don't have any solid proof. You know, we don't have evidence of, you know, arrest happening. Like, yeah, we want to believe our major arrests are going on, but we don't know. You know, so many of us have been led to and from Q and other truthers out here and emotions keep getting ramped up, right? You get ramped up, you get high hopes, and then all of a sudden then you get brought down back to despair and depression. You're like, damn, like, you know, and then and then you're back up again, then you're back down again. And it's like, you know, I, I quite frankly, I don't blame him for how he feels because I'm in the same boat. You know, I share the same sentiments and frustration as, as he does. But, you know, this is why we have to be rooted in Christ and believe that God will work miraculously so long as we put our own weight and bring other people. You know, we, we pull our own weight, I should say, and bring others closer to Christ and God and be loyal servants for our Lord in our own works, which is why I'm here at His Hard Line today, now, speaking to you. And this goes to anyone else that's out there that's feeling the same thing. You know, you don't think I'm not frustrated and pissed off? You don't think I don't want answers and see these scumbags go down for child trafficking and supposedly harvesting adrenochrome, you know, from these poor little babies? You damn right I want to see these little pieces of garbage go down. You know, I've been, you know, I, I, always, I always say, you know, you don't think I've been led down paths of ups and downs and ebbs and flows within my own emotions when it comes to trying to figure out what's happening? I'm right there with you guys. You know, as Denzel Washington famously said in that movie Training Day, this shit's chess, not checkers. Forgive my language, but it's a quote. You know, and if you expect solutions to this huge, massive problem within this war to be solved within months, 
I hate to say it, you're in for a big disappointment because this could possibly take years for all we know, or decades. At the end of the day, it will take as long as it will take until people start waking up. The sooner we come to grips with this realization and the true reality in every sense of the word, the sooner we can stop, start becoming part of the solution to a much larger problem that humanity is facing. That's why, you know, you heard, you know, John F. Kennedy say in some of his speeches or one of his speeches anyways that I can remember, you know, our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man. Absolutely they can be. But we got to stop riding on the coattails of other people and expect other people to solve the problem. That's how we got in the mess in the begin with. Expecting other people to solve the problem. Here's another thing that doesn't seem right. And this is probably completely off the scope of what's going on around the world, but maybe has everything to do with it too. I don't know. But, you know, as a truck driver, <laughs> this is crazy. And maybe you guys have seen this in your own respective states too. But as a truck driver, I see a lot on the road. And every winter in the north, you'll see a lot of cars slide in the ditch, a lot of car accidents, right? Semis jackknifing, especially in bad snowstorms. I mean, that's kind of part of winter weather driving, right? That's part of the hazards. But one thing I noticed this year, that I have not experienced in previous winters is the insanely high number of amount of highway signs, street signs, and other road signs that are taken out, broken out, ran over. I mean, they're just laying in the ditch, snapped off. I'm like, what is going on? Like everywhere from Traverse City all the way down to South Bend, Indiana, and everything in between. I'm seeing this. It's crazy. And these signs have been laying on the on the side on the ground for weeks now, if not a couple months which I'm sure it's probably for a reason, you know, they don't want to put up new signs and then for another snowstorm to happen, they wipe them out again. So they probably wait until spring and the snow's officially done for the season. But I'm seeing this all over on major highways and byways and some side roads. I mean, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. And I have seen more accidents without snow. I mean, I just don't know what to make of that. I mean, I really don't. I mean, it, 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 it really is, like I said, like another anomaly. I mean, are these vaccine injuries that we're seeing happen? I don't know. And while we're on the subject of public, public driving, I've also noticed a... Now, this is really weird. Now, I have noticed a severe drop in rush hour traffic outside of the cities. Major areas, I should say. I don't live outside a major city, but I, you know, some of the major cities that I drive in and around... I've noticed a significant drop in traffic. Now, during the past few years, pre-COVID, I always used to try to avoid certain areas at certain times because of rush hour traffic, right? But, like, I'm not seeing nearly the same amount of traffic as I once did three years ago. And I have to say, right here for the record, that when the lockdown started in 2020 in March, you know, in the shelter-in-place took effect we were still hauling fuel because you know there's still people that still had to go to work right the essential workers right remember that you had to have a letter to prove that you were essential otherwise you would get fined by the gestapo and albeit we were really slow we weren't hauling that much but you know there was still fuel that was needed to be hauled believe it or not and there was the, there was nothing more eerie than driving down this down the highway like of a major highway and I'm not going to say what highway because, again, I would give my geographical location. But down a major highway at 9 in the morning on a Monday morning at that and see the highway completely dead. Dead. 
I mean, as if the rapture happened and not a soul was on the highway except me and my truck. It was the weirdest thing ever. I mean, at that point, I really thought I hit the twilight zone. I've never witnessed something so out of the ordinary from everyday life that we were used to. I mean, but seriously, it really looked apocalyptic in nature. And at the same time, it was very peaceful too, I must admit. I can't really explain in words the craziness of the situation and the peaceful feeling that, you know, came about. But as far as today goes, I will say the traffic levels are severely lower than they ever used to be. Now, is it because people aren't working as much? Maybe. Is it because people are still so scared that they're not going out as much? Maybe. Is it because people are working more remotely? I that, That's probably a big part of it, I'm sure. Or could it be that more people are injured or dead from this vaccine that, you know, was getting pushed down our throats? I mean, last week we had a report drop of the side effects of what would happen or potential side effects of what would happen from receiving the shot. Now, not only did it admit that it screws with their genetic DNA, but there was over nine pages of different adverse reactions that could be create, you know, that could be caused by this injection, all including all the way up to death. That has got to piss a lot of people off. And if that doesn't wake people up, I don't know what will, to be honest with you. And one thing is for sure, you better believe I'm praying for every single individual soul out there that got this poison injected in their system because that's exactly what it is. It's poison. I don't condemn anybody for getting it. Look, I don't judge anyone. I don't blame anyone for getting it. I get it. The media and what seemed to be like our trusted leaders within our country deceived many, many people with these lies beyond belief. My job is to just love thy neighbor as I would love myself, right? That's what Jesus preaches. And that is precisely what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do my best at accomplishing that. We are actively at a very dangerous point in history as we live it in the present time. And, you know, and here's something else since we're on that topic. You know, you got these nine, ten pages of adverse reactions. Doesn't anybody find it interesting that the FDA wanted to hide this information for 75 years before they released the data and the efficacy of that vaccine? I mean, thank God for that federal judge in Texas that said, uh, no, you're going to release, you know, you're going to release it now. Doesn't anybody think it's odd that there are over a thousand plus reactions to this vaccine? Possible, excuse me, possible reactions. All the way up to death. I mean, doesn't anybody question the convenient timing of when this report dropped? And then all of a sudden, you know, you had the Russia-Ukraine conflict all of a sudden spark up in the news cycles. In the same week? Listen, I'm not saying one led to another. However, what I'm saying is the timing is awfully convenient because the news is covering Russia and the Ukraine thing 24-7. Doesn't make you wonder? I mean, then all of a sudden, all these corporations are dropping their mask mandates and uh, COVID restrictions, including the company I work for, which shall remain nameless, but it's a big oil company. And strangely enough, my wife and I went to the grocery store that same week that my company dropped the restrictions. And all of a sudden, I saw the plexiglass, you know, dividers at the cash registers. They were all taken down. Imagine that. I was like, huh. I'm like, that's pretty freaking crazy. My wife, she gets so embarrassed of some of the comments I make in public because we were at the checkout line. And I was like, huh. I'm like, imagine that, babe. And she looked at me like, oh, God, what is he going to say now? And I said exactly what I said. And she's like, give me that look like, why do you have to do this in public? 
you know, and the cashier looked at me kind of like, what? You know, she kind of looked at me a little confused, but you know, here's the other thing, you know, the NFL is dropping all their mandates and their COVID requirements. That's a bit interesting. Don't you think? TikTok stars are being paid and briefed by the White House on what to push as far as, you know, the COVID thing and the Russia-Ukraine thing, right? Like, why? What do you need to push so badly on? Again, I will beat this drum to the very end, but you have to be very cautious and careful and aware of who and what you're listening to. And yes, I will include myself in that category. Now, I'm not sitting here and telling you that I'm lying to you because I'm not. I do my absolute best to give you accurate information. And if I'm telling you opinion, I will make sure I tell you, hey, this is my opinion. These are my thoughts. This is not fact, right? Like I haven't verified this. I, I will do my best to make sure I put that out there. Now, fortunately, I can stand here and like I said, tell you honestly that as God is my witness, I am not bought and paid for by anyone. So I am not like one of these TikTok stars trying to push certain propaganda. However, that being said, trust nothing but verify everything, including my words. Seriously, I encourage and implore everybody to do your homework and research what people are saying. You'll be very, very shocked at what you'll find. Listen, and again, like I said, I don't exempt myself from any of this because as a listener of a lot of different sources of podcasts and news and talk radio, yeah, I, I listen to a lot of stuff and things that sound reputable to my own ears and my mind, I still do my best to verify and use discernment and pray to God to help me sift through the BS of, you know, and figure out, okay, God, what's BS and what's real? Here's another thing that I find kind of interesting. Why haven't we heard much of anything in the news about the trucker rally and convoy out in D.C.? Nobody's talking about that. What's going on there? Listen, I get a commercial carrier journal email about every other day. It seems like in my email, it's a trucking you know, industry uh, online journal. Yeah, you better believe if you go to my Telegram page and you find me on his hard line, there's a link out there. Uh, that I put on there that actually has videos and shows what's going on in D.C. In fact, last week, not only were they circling D.C., they have made their way, I think, as of yesterday. Yesterday was what, Monday? Yeah, Monday. They are making their way downtown in D.C. Now, how they're doing that, I don't know. I've been downtown D.C. That's not a truck zone. Um, but eh, we, uh, it'll be interesting. I don't know. But it. But that's just it. You don't hear anything in the news about that. Why? This is why I say you have to question everything from your teachers to the people at the pulpit in your church. Hell, even my own priest, we're going to, we're inviting him to dinner next. I think, I can't remember if he's coming this week or next week. I got to ask my wife now. I love my priest, but I'm, I'm questioning the Catholic, you know, uh, leadership from the Vatican on down. Not so much my priest. Cause I like my priest. I think my priest is a good guy, but I'm questioning a lot of things. And when he comes over as, as my spiritual leader, right? Yeah, you're damn right. I'm going to poke some holes and ask him, Father, Father Chuck, here's a question for you. Why is it in the last paragraph in Revelations it says anybody who adds or subtracts anything from the Bible, you know, will be cast out, right? Like it's, it's a sin, right? If you do that, right? It's, you're not allowed to do that. But yet in Matthew, I can't remember where at in Matthew. I want to say it's chapter 9. Don't quote me on that. But it says, you know, in red letter language, you shall not go before any you should not call any man father except my father in heaven. But yet here we are calling you Father Chuck. Why? To me, it almost seems like we're not so much editing the Bible physically by, you know, scratching, you know, 
whiting it out and typing up something different. But, you know, in the principles that it teaches, it's like we are eliminating something out of the Bible by calling you Father Chuck. When it says, you shall not call any man father except my Father in heaven. Why? I have a problem with that. Because I want to live as biblically as I possibly can. Not saying I'm going to be perfect in that walk because nobody's perfect. I fall. We all fall. But we've been lied to about so many things for so long, on so many topics, on so many levels. We almost have to unlearn everything that we have learned throughout our life. It's no wonder with homeschoolers, they have a thing called unschooling. Yes, you know, it can get a little overwhelming and you might get riddled with anxiety and fear because of the reality we all once knew. We are starting to discover that the world isn't what it seems to be. And it's scary. But remember, the Bible says over 365 times, depending on the version that you have, fear not. I know it's scary, but fear not. Everything can and will be overcome. Look, I'm trying not to make this go long, but I got a lot on my mind here. At the end of the day, it doesn't take a real genius to see that the fact that things don't seem as they should, right? It doesn't take a genius to see that something isn't right, not just in our own country, but around the world. You know, it's no surprise to see what's happening, but I have been reading and seeing and researching about these kind of topics for years, only to be told that I was a conspiracy nut. But here we are facing the highest gas prices that we've ever seen, or at least close to what it hit, you know, back in the 0809 crash, right? You know, my outlook is we might see possibly six or seven, you know, dollars a gallon. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, only I, I can't forecast these things and I'm in the gas industry. What I do know is, you know, the price of oil went from 130 down to like 95. For some reason, we're not seeing that reflected in the, uh, at the gas pumps, which kind of sucks. You know, my internet costs have gone up from 50, what is it? $52 to like $83 like that. That's straight up bittered me. We're seeing it at the grocery store, the gas pumps and the utility bills. I bet you my monthly bills have increased on average about $450, maybe 500. It's a lot of money. Thank the Lord that he's blessed me with an able body to work the hours that I'm able to, to make the income that I do. There are a lot of people out there that four or $500 margin. That might be all they have. If that, I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't even living with a margin. They're living paycheck to paycheck. You know, when I fill up my semi right now at the prices, I think at the last stop, I think it was like $5 and 18 cents a gallon for a, a gallon of diesel. I have a 90 gallon tank on my truck. Now, there are truck drivers out there that have 100-gallon tanks, and they have two tanks, one on each side. I only have one. Now, I remember spending about $425 or $30, I think, one, one day. Now, these truckers that got dual 100-gallon tanks, yeah, you better believe they are dropping $1,000. And this is not an exaggeration. $1,000 just to fill up both tanks. And you really think companies that produce goods for, you know, us consumers, we, the people, right, to buy that we're not going to eat that cost? You think the companies are going to eat that cost? Absolutely not. You better believe and start realizing and understanding the fact that as the cost of fuel goes up, you, you just like tax, it, that's going to get passed down to we, the people. 
It's time to wake up and take accountability for our own lives. And it's time to wake up and realize that the people we thought we could trust in government are not the people that are rightfully allowed to be in government. They're all fraudulent and fake. They're not supposed to be there by, by law. These are the tyrants for hire by the higher authority that most people don't even realize isn't in power within our own nation. You know, part of the people that are in D.C., a part of their higher authority comes from the Vatican and the royal crown. Do you honestly think that this 2022 election is going to be something that's going to change because everyone keeps claiming, oh, a red wave is coming, a red wave is going to come. It's going to be great. Republicans are going to take over because the Democrats have been sucking ass basically throughout you know, the last year, year and a half of, no. Think again. We haven't fixed the 2020 election. Not that that even matters either because, again, it's all part of the de facto fraudulent government system. But we haven't even done away with the crooked dominion systems that were used for cheating. But yet there are so many romantically hopefuls out there in the MAGA community that think, oh, a red wave is coming. Stop. Stop with that BS. Remember, both parties are different heads of the same coin. They are all corrupt and they are all playing us the same exact way. I'm serious. And if you haven't figured it out by now, they are not playing nice. We don't need division in political parties. We don't need division as a people in general. What we need is pro-freedom people, period. I don't care where you stand politically. I care that you don't want to murder babies. That I care about. I care that you respect my right to my Second Amendment right, even though you don't believe in guns. I will respect your view of not believing and wanting to carry a gun. But don't don't think that you your way has to be followed by the world. No. Absolutely not. That's not how that works. That's why we have the Bill of Rights. What I care about is if you're a pro-freedom person, you're a pro-God person, you're pro-life. Seriously, I mean, where are you going to find that? Where are you going to find a person like that, Jason? Well, I'll tell you where you're going to find that. You're going to find that among the group of people who are rooted in Christ and God the Father Almighty. Well, Jason, but where am I going to find you know, a big group of people like that? Church? Yeah, you'll find some people there. But again, like I said, be cautious with that because as you know, be be careful what church you attend. And I mine's no different. A lot of them out there are part of the 501c3 model, which is basically restricts them from, you know, what they can and can't preach. Because they got a muzzle by the government. Here's another area you will find such men and women in is in your local county and state assemblies. You'll hear me talk about that over and over again. And if you're unsure to how to be in touch with those people, go to the forums at www.national-assembly.net. Look for your respective state. Look and join the forum chat. You might have to you know, create a free account. It's free. You have to create a username and a password. But go find your state. Go find your county. That's the best way to find people in your local area. And otherwise, if, you have, if you're having issues, you can email me. You can email me at jmjdirect at proton.com, protonmail.com, or jmjdirect at hishardline.com. I'll help you out. I'm not going to vouch for you because I don't know you, unless there's somebody I know. 
but I will help you get in touch with someone in your area that can get to know you. Because again, we can't just let anybody in here. We've been, we can't afford to be infiltrated by bad actors who want to destroy this movement to get back to a constitutional Republican form of government. This is the only way of growing and continue to grow. We have to continue to grow these assemblies. This is how we fix the problem in this nation and everything that's wrong with it. Our country is up for grabs right now, and people don't even realize or understand the gravity of that situation. We are a nation adrift. Seriously, you can't. <laughs> Man, I'm just, I don't, I still got so much I want to say, but I, I do want to keep this short, shortened up here because I want to close this out like here very, very soon, like in the next minute. <sighs> here we go. The administration that we believe is in power is not in power. All right. That's fact. Do your own homework on it. Prove me wrong. I promise you, you won't be able to. But here is another fact. If we don't take control and become a self-governed country like we once used to be, we are going to be in a world of hurt and I am putting that lightly. We have to get rid of these people that have fraudulently got themselves placed in office and, and appointed positions as well. Judges. Same thing with some of these judges. They're bought and paid for by the Vatican and by the Royal Crown. They are not supposed to be in there. And I can tell you that. I can, we can show you the, the proof. If you join your assembly, right, we, there's a big group of people out there that do homework and research on the true historical documents of this nation, not the crap that we've been peddled in school. These indoctrination camps they call public schools have lied to us on purpose for this very reason. They don't want us understanding and realizing the true power we have as sovereign sovereigns in the United States of America, not the United States of the corporation. They don't want us realizing the true power we have because once we realize the true power we have with God at the throne, with God at the top of this nation and around the world and us underneath God and small and limited government underneath we the people, you know what happens when we become self-governed and we get our 38 states? These little tyrants lose their power. We need to get back to self-governance. Do you want to know how? Go to national-assembly.net. Find your state, get in touch with people in your local area. Time is of the essence right now, and there's no time to waste. I'm going to close this out with a closing warrior's prayer. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil, so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel, so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. 
I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hand, so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. And always remember this. you got to remain firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. All right? That's what this is about being over here at His Heart Line. Being firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Good night and God bless, and signing out until next time. And thank you for listening to His Hardline. Line.